0: Hey guys, my name is Joshua Burge, owner of Burge Media Group in the Rio Grande Valley out of deep South Texas. We're a small marketing agency that works with small businesses to promote their brand, and you're listening to episode one of the Burge cast. We have the pleasure of being on location at one of the coolest snack shops in the Rio Grande Valley. We're at the Candy Apple Factory located in the Sunrise Mall, and today our guest is co-owner Joshua Lopez. Hey guys, what's up? Awesome. So Josh is a business owner. He's a musician, a family man, a photographer. He wears many hats. uh, And today we get to pick his brain and uh, see what makes him tick and how calf plays a role in his family. So let's jump into it. Um, Last night we uh, had a hurricane warning, Hurricane Harvey, and we didn't even know if we were going to do this today. Right. But we're here. hurricane wasn't that bad. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Um, And so... Uh, we got here, we set up, uh, everything was working out fine until we started like streaming to Facebook, then we were having some issues. Uh, if you guys see any dropouts, just uh, send us a comment, uh, but we are recording it, so we'll go ahead and post it up again later on on both the Candy Apple Factory and on Burge Media Group. Uh, just a heads up. So let's jump into everything really fast uh, before we get cut off or the lights go out. <laughs> True. So um, who is Joshua Lopez?
1: Hey, so Josh Lopez. Um, oh man. Well, I guess I'll start with my age. I think I'm 28. I could be 27. I just don't remember clearly. I could be 28. Um, I was born in Houston. Yes. I live here now. I've I've lived here basically all my life though. Uh, married. I have two kids, two little boys. Uh, my wife is Carla Lopez, and my little boys Jacob and Jonah Lopez. Uh, they're, they're interesting. They're a handful.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be a lot, man. So you got a full family yeah. and then you run your own business and then you also do side, uh, side things. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so you're a musician. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, okay. Well, a lot of my family comes from a musician
1: type background, so it kind of came natural to me. Oh. Uh, been playing instruments since ooh, maybe like fifth grade or fourth grade. See that's so,
0: it's been a long time. I wish I could play something, but I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried to pick up a bass and it just it, it never stuck. To. Yeah, it just, I don't I don't have rhythm. So like <laughs> when everyone's like copying, I'm like that one guy like way off. Yeah, just trying to figure out what, what's going on. Um, but cool, that leads into the next question. So your background um what is your background in are you uh are you originally just like very musically inclined and like that's kind of the route you wanted to go in life or was this always like I've always wanted to be a business person um well man that's a a good one about that
1: yeah well um during high school and and middle school it was all about music I actually thought I was going to be like a music instructor band teacher whatnot um but I don't know it just things just started slipping from that I guess Uh, I do like to play a lot of instruments and I like to gig around, but, um, especially down here in the Valley, it doesn't really make much cash, much money, um, at the, at the end of the day. So, um, I don't know. It just kind of, kind of just didn't roll like that. And uh, my family comes from, it's like, we've been like in businesses most of our lives. So. it Uh, runs in the family it runs in the family yeah so i didn't really want it at first but it just it just came
0: naturally Naturally. and you'll
1: actually hear the story about how that played out later
0: see see that's cool that that's really interesting i like to hear that we're like it's something that you know it's passed on through generation you know generation of business owners um i'm somewhat in the same in the same thing somewhat um But okay, so let's jump into the next thing because we talked about your background. We talked about, you know, how you kind of came to be and how you are your own business person. But um, you guys have a pretty, uh, a pretty crazy uh, place here, man. Um, It's really nice. Uh, Let me see if I can show everyone some of what that looks like again, if they'd missed it. Um, But uh, really trendy, really modern, uh, really cool. I mean, dude, I walked in and I was like, wow, like this doesn't feel like just a regular candy shop. Right. <laughs> um, and so I think a lot of people kind of, um, they relate to that and, they, and they're drawn towards that. Um, but because this is such a, uh, a large establishment, uh, in, in a sense, um, who helps you with all this? Cause I know it's possible to do it on your own, but you would probably go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely
1: a lot of work. Um. A lot of people don't really see the behind the scenes of, of what goes on, but um, mainly it's, it's really run by, by myself and my family. So uh, my wife is in here, my mom, my dad, uh, my sister, sometimes my brother-in-law is in here as well. So it's uh, it's definitely a family-run business.
0: A family venture. And oh, see, yeah. See, that's really cool. Um, the other day I was here. And uh, I was, I actually came to get a coffee yeah. and I was walking out, uh, I was walking out of the mall and I saw your wife, Carla, she was like, she was taking down, um, uh, I guess the protective sheet over your kiosk, Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, like, that's so crazy. So it's a family of, of like really hardworking, you know, people. And that's the cool thing about it. You know, you, you see that ethic in both you and your family, your, your wife, and I see your kids here all the time also, yeah. which is really, really awesome. Um, so it's family run, family owned, and it's, it's really important to, um, the next question I want to ask you is, uh, are all the snacks and the drinks made here?
1: Yeah, everything is made here. Uh, I mean, pretty much everything is made here. Yeah. everything is made from scratch. Um, so there's nothing really that we purchased. Outside. Yeah, no, no, nothing. Everything is made by hand. In the behind-the-scenes, and that's what I was mentioning about earlier. The behind-the-scenes work is, is uh, a lot more intense than what you see up in the front.
0: Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Tell us what what that's like. Like, tell us a day or maybe, like, one of your most hectic days or what type of jobs that you do, okay. and you're like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah, so um, we – it's been a few years now. We've been doing fundraisers with schools um, okay. and, and really any, any association. And um, the way it works, it's all pre-sale, so – we give the, uh, say, students for school, we give the students a, a pamphlet with the apples. They'll go sell them, and uh, they give us the order of how many apples they sold and whatnot, whatnot. Um, so during that time, it's usually during the school time, which is coming up around yeah, the corner. Yeah, you're, you're right around the corner, yeah, man. Anticipating that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we have to make, like, hundreds, sometimes over a 1,000 apples uh, within a few days. So... We could be like chickens without a head back there going crazy, doing all the the behind-the-scenes stuff while the front is still a lot more calm. So it may seem like it's calm up front, but it's definitely a storm.
0: Freaking out in the back. In the back, end, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, that's, that's interesting. Um, So, so you could say that you don't only just do like people walking into your place, but you're, you're reaching out to like school districts, you're reaching out to different organizations and see, that's really cool because I don't think too many people understand how, how that works, especially in, in, I guess uh, you could consider this like the food industry, right? Yeah. So in the food industry that, you know, you're not just a place where people walk in, you know, you're also reaching out and you're finding those clients those larger clients and you're providing your product for them. Um, and, and that's really, that's really cool. So, um, decor and the branding, um, this place is really sick. Uh, your logo is actually one of the coolest that I've seen. Um, you don't see that down here too much, you know, very modern branding. Uh, how did that come to be? And, and, you know, who does that? Is that all, you know? Oh man. Well, it started
1: off with a lot more basic, uh, Apple design, uh, this was back in, uh, who knows, 2003-ish? I don't know. It's been a long time. Uh, it was back in the day. I mean, we were kind of young, and we didn't really know much about computers and stuff. So my sister actually drew out a Apple design off of paint. Whoever knows what paint is off of Windows, back in the day, that was
0: the the thing to use.
1: Oh wow! So yeah. it's like
0: not even Photoshop. Not no, even, nothing. It was like it was Microsoft all,
1: Paint. Exactly, and it was so digital looking. Uh, you can see all the little, uh, like squares all over the design. <laughs> uh, but that's that's how we started, um, and we've had that we had that logo for a long time. Uh, we decided, you know, it's time for a for an upgrade. So uh, we came up with this one, and uh, my good friend Tom Ortega with AFG Creative Designs uh, was the one that. Uh, really made that logo happen. Uh, we were back and forth for a long time, and then he sent me a text one night. He was like, "I think I got it," and uh, he, as soon as he sent it to me, I saw it. I was like, "Oh,
0: that's the one!" So yeah. we went with that, and we've we've had this logo for a while now. Uh, we actually had Tom on the on the last episode, actually. Uh, episode zero, which was the first one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we talked about that. And it's kinda cool that you guys all hang around the same circle and it, and yeah. it kind of um it's a testimony to, to you know surrounding yourself around good creative people. Yeah. Um and, and that's important because as a business owner you're always looking for that that way to reach out to someone, always looking to be fresh. And it seems like you guys do a really good job of that. Yeah. Um and that'll lead into the next question. So how do you stay creative as a business owner? Because with all, like the business aspects of things you know the money the, like all the stress like the organization like how do you find the time to just stay creative and keep creating you know whether it's for the candy apple factory or whether it's your personal life or you know things like that how do you um how do i stay creative
1: yeah how do you stay creative yeah um i um man that's a tough one but i want to say really searching other businesses that aren't local okay. um uh, I do find inspiration from other businesses, uh, that really aren't local and you don't really see, um, you don't really see, see it too much down here in the Valley. Everything is kind of, kind of the same, yeah. uh, down here. The style like, is very everyone's common. Everyone's the same. Um, if it, it, it seems that way, uh, and, and you could tell the businesses who, who want to be better than, than the, you know, average Joe that, you know, has something just here in bronzo. So, yeah. um, I do find a lot of inspiration outside of, of the Valley, outside of Texas. Cool. Um, so that's kind of where that comes from. Yeah. So you're yeah. just
0: kind of reaching out saying, Hey, you know, I want to do something different. And then yeah. you go and you look for that online. And I guess, you know, online is like that big, you know, bridge maker where anyone can go and find what they want. Yeah. And, uh, so I guess, yeah, that's important. It's important to surround yourself with like-minded people and then go and search out for those, uh, those uh those ideas that that were created outside
1: yeah um, i try to bring in you know something that is a little bit culture uh yeah. moved especially down here in the valley everyone loves the spicy stuff and the sour stuff so it's not everywhere that you see that
0: uh yeah so it's it's really just a, a down here thing but because um, if you if you walk around and um you know um, i wish we had gotten some uh some shots of, well, we do, we have some shots of the candy apples. You guys probably saw it a little while back. Um, but, uh, if you look at it, it's, it's so, it's so crazy because down here, the culture is like, you know, when you go out to eat with your, with your family, right. There's always those, those people that are out selling candy apples. Right. And like they walk out and they're like, Hey, do you want to buy some candy apples with and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. And so you come in here and you see that idea, right? Like you see that, that aspect of the culture but it's wrapped up in this modern package mm-hmm. with this modern logo and with this like really fresh and, and and like clean feel and you're like you know what that's different but it's also like it ties people to your yeah. product which is amazing yeah. right um and so why don't you tell us a little bit about how that started how, how how it started with candy apples if you if you want to yeah
1: yeah absolutely uh well this is definitely the 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 long segment of this <laughs> um, it's, it has a long story, but uh, I'll try to chop it down as much as I can. Okay, so, man, it started a long time ago. I was maybe like, 6th uh, grade, 7th grade, 8th grade, somewhere in middle school. Uh, we had a family trip um, to California. Okay. My parents, my sister, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure if my brother was there, but I was definitely there. I was definitely young. And uh, we found this candy shop uh out there and uh we stayed we stayed over with my my uncle's house for about i want to say two weeks mm. uh in california so we found it and we we're like oh my god we got super obsessed with it and uh, we were like it was to the point where we we're going every day and coming back back home and uh eating all the the goodies at home <laughs> uh, it was a candy a candy apple store uh, oh and man. they had other stuff in there as well uh, but it was—it really wasn't a candy apple store. It was more like chocolate and, and caramel. Uh, of course, in California, it's not entirely it's not same, huge. It's yeah. not entirely huge, the spicy stuff. But, um, yeah, it, it was a thing where it was an everyday thing. And at the end of the night, we would all sit down and really kind of just recap the day. And uh, while that was happening, we were eating apples and, and all kinds of chocolatey stuff. So um, after that, we came back home and, and we were like, you know, this is... We kind of miss it, you know? Mm. Uh, it okay. was a thing We're like, man, you know, there's nothing. Where can we go here to get something to munch on and, and go home and snack on it? it was, uh, that was back then. This was a long time ago. Um, so uh, my sister actually started messing around with all kinds of ingredients at home and uh, started throwing chocolate all over the place. Um, and back back in that time, um, my sister's husband, well, I mean, she's still married, um, was a I think he was some type of executive VP at a, at a hospital here in Brownsville and uh he somehow got us a gig to to make like baskets for doctors and and things like that so uh, it kind of it kind of started evolving with that um something that it was kind of like a hobby thing at first and it, it ended up turning into a quick job within a matter of of days wow so uh, we started making baskets and uh, they turned them in and uh, people were like, Hey, where, where'd you get this stuff at? Where's this, where's this place at? Where, you know, how can I get more of this? Yeah. So it started, it started getting bigger. Uh, we started working out of our house well, my sister did and uh, it kind of just started evolving more and more until we opened up a business. Well, she opened up a business on Palm Boulevard. Uh, I think the shopping center was called Palm village. Uh, shopping center. It's right across Spanky's right in that area. Um, and we were there for, whoof I don't know, seven, eight years. And I was still in school. Uh, I was just the little boy that would walk in and go straight to the back and play with the computer play with, you know, whatever I had there. Really not paying much attention to, to the front end of the store, but just kind of being, being along the behind the scenes stuff. So that, that happened, uh, and we were doing really good. Um, and then one, one day, it kind of just sort of all flipped uh, very quickly. Um, we used to live on, uh, on a milita- military highway way down. It was a two-lane two, two road-style deal. Uh, and uh, one of these days, we get, get a phone call. I stayed over at my sister's house. Uh, I don't know for what reason, but I was there. And, uh, that morning we get a phone call from my brother, kind of like in a super panic mode, mm-hmm. screaming really, um, that his wife had gotten into a car accident and, uh, sorry. What? No, it's <laughs> I got a little co- choked up.
0: No, it's cool. It's uh
1: so they get in an accident and, uh, my little nephew was with them. He was, he was three years old at the time. Um, it was a, a very major accident. Um, he got a phone call from, from somebody that stopped and uh, was trying to render aid to them. Hmm. And uh, it, was, it, was, it all happened so quick. We, we rushed to, to the hospital with them, and um, she, was, she was pretty much out. She was pronounced dead. Oh, man. F- I I think multiple times and, um, they brought her back and for a while she was like in a coma for, I want to say 15 to 20 days. They had to fly her out to, to Houston for, uh, trauma treatment and all that kind of stuff. Um, and while all that was happening, we, uh, we lost our nephew three years old. Man, so, um, during all that it was very very complicated you know for us to really get back into work and because he was kind of raised he was raised in the in and at work yeah it was
0: it it was part of everything that you guys were doing yeah Yeah. he was a huge part of that yeah so it was a
1: thing where he was there every day you know um it was really hard for us to get back to work yeah after that um she, while she was in, while she, uh, my sister-in-law was in Houston, in a coma. My sister went out there and stayed with her like almost every day, uh, till she really woke up. Um, wow! And uh, she's uh, a lot better now. Uh, she's a nurse. She's she's a walking miracle. You know? See,
0: that's awesome. That is crazy. And so now you, you see her on a somewhat of a regular basis. Don't oh yeah,
1: you? yeah. She's, she lives her life. Uh, she's a very busy woman (laughs) she also used used to work there with us as well at the candy apple factory so she was also
0: very involved a big part of very involved
1: in in the business so uh she was always she was always there so um once it kind of all kind of cleared down um yeah like i said it was really hard for us to get back to work so at one point we decided you know we can't we can't handle this right now. So at the time we had two businesses at the same time. They were literally right next to each other. Um, Oh wow. We used to have a Chicago deli, a deli next door to the candy apples factory. So we, we closed it. We closed them all down and we kind of laid low for a while. We really didn't know what, what was going to come next. Yeah. We were kind of just going with the flow and uh, just living a day to day life. Everyone kind of got jobs, of course, um, starting starting, kind of like life in in a new way because we were so used to getting, you know, working at the candy apple store. Yeah, going to work
0: it was a part of life, and and then you throw, you throw all that into the yeah, mix, and
1: it made Major curveball and it kind of t- sideswiped us. So, um, you know, jobs came. I was I was already this was, we're gonna fast forward. Okay, down <laughs> life. Yeah. Where I'm in maybe like high school, getting out of high school, and uh, um, my sister's husband, which is Rick Morales, he got a mm-hmm. job in uh, California as another uh, administrator at a giant hospital over there. It's a huge oh, hospital. wow! Okay. So yeah. they ended up moving to California, and um, at the time, um, I was already married. I got married. I was working as an insurance uh, salesman. Salesman, yeah. Um, just living You like got to pay that. bills, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. It's and uh, so I moved to uh, California with my sister just as a, you know what, I'm just going to go over there with her. Because she let us. She let us. She was like, you know, you guys could come out here for a little while and see how you like it. And if wow. not, she was really nice to let us stay, stay with her. And uh, so, and I also had my little boy at the time, too. So he was, he was a few months old. I want to say he was almost turning one. Um, so we moved to California I started working at Forever 21 they only gave us like very <laughs> few hours a week, my my wife also started working is that for where Forever the
0: style con- comes from? kind uh, of, like, you kinda, out of there.
1: Kinda somewhat uh, but no, it was very minimal hours um, very very min- minimal and then I met this one guy um, he was a uh, insurance uh, broker or something like that and uh he offered me a job at uh a state farm as a kind of like his secretary i guess if that makes any sense so i was kind of in the office uh throughout the week it was it was part time but it just wasn't enough you yeah. know it wasn't enough we were struggling we were getting depressed it was really hard for us to to stay it was is i'm not, i wasn't used to staying at home all day and not do anything and just live off of nothing uh so I started to get really anxious. My wife started to get really depressed and it started to get really hard for us to like see the bright side of things. So yeah. uh, one day my, my parents were like, hey, we're gonna go, go up there uh, to California and to visit you guys. And uh, he was like, you wanna come back home? And instead we're like, yeah, let's, let's go back home. Um, so they go over there. We pack up the few bags we had and we come back home and by that time my wife had already kind of got on a job um back at a clinic so i get back she's starting to work and i'm just like laying at home taking care of my little boy i'm like "Uh, uh i gotta do something yeah i have to do something so um i go up to my mom and mom i need i need to borrow like 100 bucks so she gives me 100 bucks i go down to the store and and grab some apples, and I grab some sugar, and uh, a lot of the stuff to really prepare the apples, and I get back home and I'm like, Mom, I don't know how to make these things, but you gotta help me out, yeah. you know? Uh, my mom was the one that um, started off the candy apple like, thing, thing because she, she came up with the first recipe that we ever had. Uh, it was a mango-flavored candied apple. And that was back in the day. I mean, yeah. there, was, there was no flavored candied apples like anywhere. Fusing different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the mango thing was the first one. And then it kind of just evolved from there. It um, started making a bunch of different ones. But my mom is the one that originated the first mango candy apple. And then from there, it kind of just went crazy. Yeah. Um, so. Um, That's like how it mom, Yeah, mom, helped me out. So we had this little back room. Uh, In in our house It was actually our laundry room No AC Um, And uh, I had a machine With me from from our previous store And uh, fired it up It still worked We found the the pots and the pans And all the stuff that I needed And uh, mom helped me out real quick And make me some apples So she made them for me The next day I go out I load them up in my car In like an ice chest I have a basket with me And I just go I yeah. go I'm like I got to get out of here. Got to make some money somehow. So uh I started going uh business to business, going in there, "Hi, I'm Josh. I'm with the Candy Apple Factory. Would you be interested in some apples?" And that's kind of how it all started uh, wow. to work out. Yeah. So um it was a everyday thing after that. Like it it didn't really stop. On Mondays was my my apple making day. So mm. uh on Mondays I would make the apples. Tuesday, I would go out, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I wouldn't work Friday, uh, Saturdays and Sundays at the time. Um, so, yeah, like, I started going door-to-door, meeting people. I mean, it got to the point where I was going everywhere. Uh, every day was a different city for me. Um, Tuesdays was a Brownsville, and I would drive all around town, stopping everywhere, walking into doors. Hey, I'm Josh with the Candy Apple Factory. And I would always introduce myself like that. Hey, I'm Josh with the Candy Apple Factory. Um, you, want, you want to take a look at our apples? We have all kinds of flavors. And they'd <laughs> and be like, oh, my God, yes. And, uh, you know, people started loving them. And uh, I would go back to them. And it was kind of a regular thing. They, they knew I was coming every week. So Tuesdays was, was Brownsville. Uh, Wednesdays I would head out to Harlingen uh, and do the same thing. Thursdays, uh, I would go to San Benito and Los Fresnos because they're smaller cities. I had to combine those, and then Friday was was the main deal. Uh, Friday, everyone got paid, and I was going to Port Isabel and uh, the island on on Fridays. And I would load up. I don't know anywhere between forty to sixty apples uh, a day, and uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't come back home till I sold them all.
0: Wow! So it, there so it was like like you. You went out and you knew you had to sell all those. Yeah, yeah, I,
1: I had to sell them. I wasn't going to leave anything left over for the following day. And uh, it, I did that for, oh, man, a long time. Um, I want to say a little over two years maybe. And then I got – then I ran into a situation where the fundraiser popped up. Hmm. I had uh, a, uh, an organization from the city – ask us, hey, uh, we want to do a fundraiser uh, with you. Uh, yeah. And I was like, yes, I'll do it. And I figured out the numbers, made it happen. And then at, at, once it got a little closer, it started hitting me. I'm like, wait, if I'm doing this for the city and I'm making them out of my house, how's, how's that going to plan out? What, <laughs> how is that going to plan out? They're going to say, you know, you know they, they got to write me a check. And they're going to be like, uh, the Candy Apple Factory? And, and no, gonna it's, gonna be like, it's gonna, under my name. Yeah. So uh, I started like, oh my God, what, I, what do I, what am I, what am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. So I uh, I started looking around for a little little hole in the wall, found one, and within that week, I opened with with the help of my my mom and my dad, and my wife of course, uh, opened up a little shop. I was always calling my sister, hey, uh, I found we found a spot, we're gonna make it happen. She was like, okay, you know you know what you're doing and. All that kind of good, good stuff. So, uh, opened up a little hole in the wall within a week. It was, it was like the most drastic thing. Um, and within the time that I had to deliver those apples, I made them out of that building, and uh, I was legit. So by that's, that
0: time, I was like, I'm, I'm good. You're a, an established business yeah. actually doing, and see, yeah. that's, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting how. How this large organization, which was a school district, came to you and they saw how much you were hustling. And they were probably like, man, like, this guy's probably got all his stuff together. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: In their mind, I was walking in. I'm Josh with the Candy Apple Factory. I'm pretty sure they thought, oh, man, this guy's like... Like a salesman yeah, or something. Yeah. And uh, that that was that was the vision. Even though I yeah. didn't have it at the time, I always had to introduce myself, like, if I was already there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. it was... It was um, I don't know, I guess in, in faith, I guess I would say, I knew I would have something uh, to fall on, you know, if, if that makes any sense. No, um, I believe it does. Yeah, so um, that that happened and I was still selling door-to-door even after I opened the little shop. Um, so it was the same schedule, actually. People were a little, were, would get upset because they would go to the store and they wouldn't find me there because I was out hustling Getting you know, things done, yeah, actually. getting things done, selling. And uh, I would tell them, just come back. I'll be there around 2 to 5, and you could find me there. And that, that, that went on for a, for a long while. Um, I mean, it was before all this had happened, I was already, like, sort of trained to go door to door. Because yeah. when we started um, back in the day, uh, my sister, my brother-in-law... Um, also started uh, selling selling actually way before I did, um, so i I was actually the driver driving them, and they would get off and they would go and I would wait in the car and then just do it like that, and we, we'd sell a bunch of apples at a time wow. so that 's kind of how where I got that,
0: that drive instinct from yeah. yeah that
1: instinct from um, just to hustle that way um, Which, and i wouldn't really consider it a hustle, I just I would just really say i don't know. It's more like, it's not like I'm hustling anybody. If that makes any sense. It's just uh, because um, it's I, it's a product, well made. Yeah. And made with good product. It's how product. you sell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really. We're not getting rich here. We're really just surviving, you know. Yeah. You know, we have a family. We have, everyone has bills. We're not. No one's getting rich. We're just <laughs> living life. You know, yeah. this is. Kind of what we're doing, and so. I think
0: I think a lot of small business owners are are still in the same boat. And I I feel like uh, I feel like everyone always uh, always looks at at other businesses and they like to compare themselves, right? Yeah. and They're like, oh well, you know, he has this, he has that, or he's got an amazing shop. When you know, everyone kind of is in the same boat. You know, we're yeah. all working towards the same goal. We all want to expand our businesses. We all want to. At the end of the day, we we want to survive, right? But um, the the story is so interesting because. Um, it was somewhat of, uh, what do you call it? It was somewhat of a, uh, of a tragedy story, right? Like turned yeah. into this, into this whole thing that yeah. pulls your entire family into the mix. And, um, you know, you, you look at that and you say, okay, you know, this guy was birthed through fire pretty much, yeah. you know, and, um, that's really, that's, that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and to see how, how every one of your family members played a role in that, and how that kind of cultivated, you know, the idea of it, then, you know, your mom started it, and then you took, you took from that, and then you took the ideas and the concepts from your sisters, yeah. or from your sister, and, and now, you know, you see this, this whole visualization, and, but, but while you were doing all that, while you were going door to door, while you were, you know, making that, that full representation in front of, you know, people, you know, in, in the school districts, them thinking that you were this, you know, this large, you know, organization, right? Like this large thing. Yeah. Um, You, you had a vision, you know, and that vision is what, what led you to where you're at now. And it was the whole, like, it's going to be there, you know, either I'm going to do it or someone else is going to do it. Right. Right. And you know, you doing that and you having that, that vision for it is what brought you here, which is, which is really awesome. I think um, me, myself also included, I, I talk, I talk in, 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 into the future, right? Like I know, you know, Birch Media Group is going to be, you know, even bigger than this. And so yeah. I have to I have to put myself in that mindset. Yeah. And uh, I think that's some really good advice uh, for other people who are trying to start your business. Oh, yeah. Um, I had uh, one, uh, one uh, really good, uh, I, I'm not sure if he was a mentor because he was also my boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but uh, it was in a photography company. And mm-hmm. he always said that um, a, a huge part of, like, the photography business is a facade. Yeah. And he's like, because you can make beautiful work and not have, like, all the amazing equipment that, you know, everyone else does. Yeah. And so he always told me, you know, if you can, you know, always present yourself as professionally as you can. Always present yourself into the future and uh, you'll, you'll be good. Um, and, I, you know, there's testimony to that in your story, right? And that's, and that's awesome. So, um, as of right now, I believe, uh, we have some people, uh, who are concerned with the live stream. Uh, we're in a spotty area, but the good thing is, is that we're recording, uh, directly, uh, we're recording directly into our audio recorder. So that'll be up, uh, for, um, you know, iTunes and, and Google play and yeah. SoundCloud, but we are also uh, recording the video and we'll, we'll go ahead and repost that a little bit later on today. Um, once we get everything uh, sorted out, but uh, as time goes on, let's just continue, uh, the interview and, um we'll see we'll see where it goes from here so one of the things that uh is, is really interesting is how you marketed yourself right so you know one of the you're, you're pretty much um b2c right like business to consumer you were going door to door which i don't think too many people know but that's a really hard thing to do it's very hard yeah uh, so much rejection
1: yeah uh, i've 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 learned to have a harder skin for for that and it's all, it's not easy for just anybody to do it, yeah I mean, if I told you how many times I've got rejected i mean it's 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 really uh, it's just crazy, you know yeah. um, so many so many rejections every day I walk into a place I have to like climb uh, stairs to get to the top floors or oh, go up yeah. and 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 getting out of the vehicle sweating apples in in a basket carrying a basket full of apples get up to the top into here no thank you Uh, no soliciting and Uh, and i'm and i'm i respect that you know you know i respect that but there there are some people that were extremely rude um some days i'd be like man what am i doing you know this is this is tough but um once people tasted it changed everything changed everything yeah people people had one for the first time and they're like oh my god i would walk into the building and i would hear hey the apple guys here and then and everyone would <laughs> storm up to the front and buy apples and and different stuff and uh, you know it's once uh, once you taste it it's uh, it's a different story
0: that's really cool that's that's really that's really interesting. And I mean, I, I can kind of relate to the whole rejection thing. I know when I started my business, that was rough. I don't have as thick a skin as you do. (laughs) I I like to think that I have thick skin, but, um, I I remember the first time that I was completely on my own. I was like, I don't have a job. I don't like, this is going to be it. I needed to go and promote my business. So I was going to go from business to business. And, uh, that was rough, man. Like I, I had like a panic attack. It was weird. It's hard to sell your product, but the great, the crazy thing is is like once you do get that one person, like you were saying, once they tasted it, that's what changed everything. Right. Right. And then that's when people start, you know, like bringing credibility to your business. They're like, Hey, the Apple guys here, everyone come because you know, the apples are awesome. Yeah. And so, um, that'll lead into the next thing. Um, you were originally going door to door and you were promoting your business, right? You were going to order and that's how people knew you. So you were doing a lot of footwork. Yeah. Nowadays, it's different. Um, and so as of right now, how do you market your business? How do you market the Candy Apple Factory? Obviously, you have the larger clients like, you know, the school districts and stuff like that. But yeah. how do you do it here, you know, regularly at, you know, at your coffee shop? Or it, it's it's coffee, coffee. it's coffee. It has. It's yeah. a lot of stuff now. Yeah.
1: Uh, we've incorporated more things. Um, now that it's, now that we have a, full-blown inline store at the mall yeah. we decided to add some more stuff to it um yeah. people are actually getting coffee right now <laughs> yeah yeah they're walking out with some coffee yeah. and boba um so um oh i totally lost my turn how, how
0: do you how do you market oh yeah, your, yeah yeah.
1: okay so yeah you know during that whole time when i was doing the door-to-door thing uh i had created a facebook page back then way back then is it and still the original page? It's still the, the same one? page. Okay, yeah, so,
0: so I'm going to show everyone that.
1: Yeah, it's still the same and then, page. So, so they can see what that I looks like. I created that page, and uh, really every person I would interact with or any person that would purchase an Apple would be like, hey, follow, uh, follow me on Facebook. And if, I mean, I kind of made it a thing where I was like, can I borrow your phone? I'll do it for you. And I, I just went in there do, 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 and show them. They're like, thank you. So I, yeah, yeah. I had to take that extra step for that extra follow. Or yeah. an extra like on, on our Facebook page so uh, by the time we opened like the business I had already had I don't know over a thousand uh, likes on the page Wow so those uh, are
0: pretty much like a thousand people you actually interacted with yeah yeah
1: yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome yeah I don't even know how many I could have been more but it was it was quite a lot when because when we opened I even announced it on, on Facebook and a lot of people kind of knew. And we had like a grand opening thing and a bunch of people were there. I think we gave out a lot of candy apples that day, uh, for like the first hundred people or something like that. Um so that was that was that was that. Um yeah, Facebook was the biggest thing, um, how I started doing that. And then lately we've been pushing our Instagram a little bit more. So if you haven't followed our Instagram, follow our
0: Instagram. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. they are um, the Candy Apple Factory yeah. on Instagram. So it's Instagram forward slash the Candy Apple Factory. And you do a lot of the marketing yourself, man. So yeah, um, since I am a somewhat photographer, I, I take photos
1: myself. Um, I like the business to look well branded, um, have that certain image, that that quality image. Um, so I kind of do all the, the marketing for for the store as well.
0: Yeah, and it looks like you guys got models in here. Um, whether they're, you know, people that just walk in, I'm guessing, or friends. Yeah, a lot friend. of people that
1: walk in, and uh, I'll randomly ask, "Hey, you want to take a picture?" And we'll make it we'll make it work that way. Uh, mm. I also have few few people that kind of model for us as well. So we'll do like a random photo shoot, and. Uh, just go out anywhere and just get that going. Yeah, a lot yeah. of
0: good work, man. I, I, I really like it. I know when I when I saw your Facebook page and then I jumped onto your Instagram. Um, I, I, I was like, man, you know, whoever whoever the team is, right, doing it, it was like they're doing a good job. And then yeah. I like, couldn't find it, it's like you <laughs> like the one guy I was like, dang, man, it's like you're you're uh, you're on your game, and okay. uh, I like that a lot. Um, so uh, social media has played a huge role in, in the growth now from, from before now you can reach out to, to, to many people, um, with just, you know, a a photo and, you know, a a really interesting caption. Um, but, uh, and that's great. And I think every business that's starting off or that is doing something like this should do what you do, which is, I think, I think the, the, the magic isn't always, you know, like trying to boost a post and stuff like that but it, it's right. originally what you do it's like the interaction with people right I think a lot of us are, are, are really bad at that you know we, we kind of want to like make a post and like hopefully people will like it yeah. but you like you said you have to take that first step that initiative to to really cultivate you know those followers and yeah. say like hey I'll make it as easy as possible for you and then a- after that like their phone turned into a little billboard for you yeah you know what I mean and, and and that's how they said um consistent with your business exactly yeah. I, would post,
1: I would post every day uh, the flavors that I had for the day and where I was going. So yeah. if people saw that I was going to Harlingen or the, the island a certain day, they'd, they'd message me, hey, come! make sure you come by our shop. or Make wow. sure you stop here. Make sure you stop there. And wow. it, it kind of just it, it went like that. It kind of awesome. helped out a lot. Facebook yeah. helped out a massive amount um, back in the day. And now. you can
0: still find them there today constantly yep. um, posting. We have a little over 8,000
1: likes now.
0: That is a lot, man. I I I don't know too many uh, businesses that have that many. I know Birch Media Group doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> but it all comes from that hard work. It all comes yeah. from that interaction with people, and that's that's important. Um, so yeah, no. Let's jump into the next thing. Uh, aside from all the creative, aside from the story of it, uh, the nitty gritty, which is actual business. Um, and like, where do you get inspiration for business? Like, who do you like tend to go to for advice or maybe not just advice, but you know, do you listen to any podcasts? Where do you consume that type of information to, to keep that relevant in your life? Because it is two different things. The business part of your mind. And then like the creative part of your mind, we always want to like create, but we never want to sit down and like, actually, how do I do this? Right. So who do you, who do you look for, uh, for advice? Oh man, who do I look for for advice? That's a tough one because
1: I don't really have many. Uh, how can I say it? Um, I don't have that many people around me that that have the kind of business that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you are pretty unique. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. I have family that own different things, but it's it's none of it's in the food industry. No, um, no. so it's it's very hard. Um, I actually do a lot of, of reading online um, I, I watch a ton of videos of different uh, businesses and how they market and, and I kind of learn off of them uh, just kind of just watching them I really don't have a set person set that I go to yeah that I seek inspiration to I mean advice my family but mm-hmm. inspiration it, it's kind of a a solo deal for me on that, on that end.
0: And no, that's good. I think, uh, I think that's really important because if you think about it, um, everyone is always looking for advice, right? Everyone's always looking for that easy, like, just give me the answer. But when you're like in the trenches, Right. When you're in the trenches and you're trying to solve a problem within your business, sometimes the only person that can do that is you. Yeah. You know, because you're the only person that knows how your business runs. Right. Right. So I think that's that, that's really good. And and in, in that there's advice. You know, if, if you're having trouble in your business and you can't find anyone, sometimes you just gotta buckle down and just do the numbers, figure it out, and then just move on. And yeah. and hopefully it'll all work itself out. Yeah. Um so we're we're somewhat um, you know. Closing off, that was one of our last questions. Uh, one thing that we did want to do was do uh, a snack tasting. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, grab something. I mean, I don't know. Let me see. What do I grab? I don't know. Uh, like want an, you want a apple? Here. You want a marshmallow? You, want a marshmallow? You, want a, um, you already had a coffee? I, had, I didn't even drink it. You know, I, I should get that. Uh, what is me, that? Yeah, I don't know. Let me go get the coffee. I'll be right back. <laughs> it's already probably iced coffee now.
1: Nice coffee, yeah. made that for Josh a while back ago. I think he completely forgot about it. He was so busy trying to figure this whole thing out. Is that it? That's nice. <laughs> it's probably in the trash now, bro. I know. I'll
0: just get, I'll just get like a little. I don't want
1: to A marsh pop. Go for like it. This? Grab one of those. Right that one has graham cracker on the outside. So, right, this right, right here, the bad boy right there, it's what we call a marsh pop. Uh, you've seen these a lot. Uh, it's just a standard marshmallow in the center. Pretty huge, actually. Uh, our chocolate. And then it has a whole lot of sprinkle of uh, graham cracker on the outside. So it'll have that s'more vibe. And we have different ones uh, for you to choose from if you decide to get. I'm going to make a mess. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's all good. It comes
1: with the territory.
0: But you know what, man? This is really cool. All right. Let me make sure everyone can see this. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to eat it over here. So number one. I'm not a sweets guy. Yeah, but but the last time I came and had your coffee, I really, I really, I really dug it.
1: No, I want one.
0: Oh wow. Oh, wow. See, uh, some That's somewhat, really good. Somewhat thin layer of chocolate on the okay. outside. So the cool thing is, this isn't super super sweet. Super super sweet things like freak me out. This <laughs> is like really cool and I, what, what's on top of it what's what's a uh,
1: graham cracker all on the edges or all around it so definitely that's more vibe yeah i um, know this is some really have, good we have nuts on them some have sprinkles
0: um i mean there's all kinds of different ones that you could choose wow from. okay so if you come to candy, candy apple factory definitely try one of these what was it? it was marsh a, pop and marsh they're, pop. they're only
1: 350 yeah dude that's
0: awesome they got like tons of you got some with like like Peanuts on them, and yeah, yeah. Uh, we have some with
1: almonds, pecans, wow. drizzles, and, so and, like, and
0: a bunch you get them of all in
1: these little packages. You know, it's funny though, people confuse them for apples. They're like, "And how much are these small apples?" And I'm like, oh, <laughs> "No, they're not apples. They're they're these marshmallows, baby and apples." Like, oh,
0: <laughs> so yeah, that that happens very very often. Um, yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, okay, so last question of the day. It's going to be somewhat of a fun one, and you get to choose. All right, you get to choose which question you answer. Hit me. So, uh, the question is, or the questions are, what is your favorite movie or what is your favorite snack that you make here at the candy apple factory? Oof. Well, will
1: tell you what, hmm? I'm going to answer both.
0: Oh, <laughs> somehow. They're uh, okay. So
1: I'll start with the movie first. Choose. Sure. My favorite movie is anchorman. Yes. Yeah. I could do anchorman every day for the rest of my life and I'll be good. Um, yeah, Anchorman is the way to go. If you don't like Will Ferrell, then what is it? Too bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, I love me some find, Will Ferrell.
0: Find my baby, gun hold too tight. Time goes Get some, some afternoon, afternoon delight. Delight. Yeah, that's a good song. Yes, that is. <laughs> Bears, they can smell the and all the people who the know. Human Torch. Yeah, <laughs> has been denied a backup. <laughs>
1: anyway, I mean, I pretty know pretty much know every line there is to that movie. And favorite snack? Oh man, I mean literally i have this every day i ha- I gotta have a coffee um coffee i have a coffee every day if not sometimes every twice day. a day. Every day um yeah 24 7 i would say it's my favorite because i literally have it every day but which
0: one though because you got Ooh. you you have a bunch of cool flavors you have like caramel macchiato yeah, yeah, yeah. you
1: have like all this other stuff caramel caramel macchiato is one of my faves um okay. Also, the dirty tiger nut—that one's kind of uh, <laughs> something that came from the bottom. It's—it's <laughs> um, it's actually okay. So tiger's nut—it's actually tigers, it's nut. tiger's nut milk, and it's it sort of tastes like horchata.
0: orchata. Horchata. Yeah, it's okay. it's a
1: it's a cinnamon rice thing. I guess it's a more technical word for orchata.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and the dirty part is the shots. So the shots are what makes it dirty. So it's shots of espresso. Oh, okay, cool. So. The dirties, the shots, the tiger nut is the horchata, the horchata feel. Yeah, see that it has already. Cinnamon stick in there, extra cinnamon really on there. Good. It's so good. Uh, that's one of my go-to's as well. Uh, I mean, I have so many favorites. It's kind of hard. I would say like the whole menu is my favorite.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I and you have a bunch of stuff. So too, way too much of the that we probably couldn't even say. On the, on the podcast yeah, so there's just I'm, so much I mean you there's endless things you even do boba teas yeah we I have boba a tea uh, we
1: yeah. have our line of tea fresco where you basically choose the tea um, any tea I mean black tea green tea earl grey oolong peppermint chamomile I mean there's a bunch of different yeah. teas you could choose from you can flavor your tea as well so um, it's kind of a create your own thing so hmm. uh, popular ones are like green tea with mango green tea with strawberry black tea with passion fruit yeah uh, there's a whole bunch of different options you could do uh, it's, again, like it's kind of like a create your own. So whatever you're feeling that you, day. will make we'll it make, all here. Yeah, we make it all here. We, we, we all handshake here. every tea. Um, so we kind of make the tea on the spot for you when you order it.
0: Yeah, same thing with the coffee. You even yeah. do that, those fancy coffees, the ones in those little beakers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do
1: Chemex Coffee. Uh, I don't know
0: too many people who do that down
1: here. I don't it's, think it's anybody does. Not that many people do. Uh, uh, there are a few uh, coffee shops locally that do Definitely. some. Yeah.
0: So, if uh, at at the end of every show, we usually want to give you know um, our guests a chance to kind of call out uh, a small call to action. Okay. Tell everyone where you're at. Tell everyone sure. where to see you and when to come in to get a snack, a really good snack, like a marshmallow pop.
1: Come every day for the rest of your life from from this point (laughs) forward. Now, uh, we're inside Sunrise Mall. We have two locations, actually. We have one, uh, which is the inline store, which is the store you walk into. It's right in front of Bell's. As soon as you get out of Bell's, it's on your left-hand side. We also have a kiosk or a cart, and that one's right in front of Bass and Body Works, and that's where you find most of our apples and stuff like that. Uh, At our inline store is where you find a lot of the coffees and teas and all that kind of good stuff don't get me wrong we do have apples here so you can find apples at either spot um you could check us out on facebook instagram uh you could even order online uh there is a link on our facebook and our instagram you click it you could order online we'll ship it to you um wow yeah, we could, do, we could do pretty much anything. All over the world. Yeah, yeah. We've are, we've shipped apples literally all over the world to Japan. Really? And, oh, and my gosh. Yeah, 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 Wow, we should yeah.
0: talk about that. That's crazy. It's
1: crazy, yeah. People and, have ordered from all over the place.
0: And people can also pick up without coming yeah, in. Yeah, so we
1: have a curbside that's kind of new to us. We've only had it for like, uh, I want to say a month or two. And uh, there's a designated parking spot for you to park at between Bell's and Dick's Sporting Goods. It's literally the first parking spot. It has a sign. It says curbside. It has our phone number. You pull up, you call. We take it out to you, and uh, it's kind of like a drive-through, but not drive-through. You just have to stay there, and it's it's great. We we make the drink on the spot and we take it out to you. Or it could be anything. It could be the apples. It could be the coffee. Anything that your body craves. Whatever state of mood you're in.
0: But all right. So that does it for episode one. Thank you, Josh, for uh, the story, for all the information, and we really hope. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we send out that call to action for everyone. Go out, check out the candy Apple Shop. Great place. I'm loving. I'm going to go get another coffee. And then I'm <laughs> going to get another uh, um, uh, marshmallow pop. But uh, send some love their way. Uh, come pick up a boba tea, maybe. And if you know anyone that owns a business that might uh, be interested on being the next being on the next Birchcast, uh, you can contact us at info at Birch Media, Group.com, send us a message on Facebook uh, or on Instagram, and uh, maybe you guys will uh, uh, be a good fit for the next show. But as for that, we'll see you guys next time on the next Cast.